I want to begin the message this morning by telling you this. I've lived through every president since Dwight Eisenhower. And I'm confident that I'm going to make it these next four years, whoever the president winds up being. The fact is, they're all temporary. They come, they go, the pendulum swings, they take turns, they all die, they're forgotten. This morning, I just want to say, next. Yeah, but Johnny, what am I going to do if, if things, what am I going to do? Well, I'll tell you what you're going to do. You, what we're going to do is what we haven't been doing lately. We're going to walk by faith. That's what we're going to do. I don't know what y'all going to do, but what we, us, we're going to walk by faith. Well, what, what if he raises all our taxes? Well, y'all, we'll raise our increase to take care of it. Anybody here me today got any faith at all left? Some of us are so weary and tired and wore down because we've been trying to have faith in our own human faith. We're going to walk by faith. I don't care who president. I mean, I walked by faith while Trump was president. I know other people didn't think they did because he was, of course, you know, the last Trump. And he might be the last Trump after this. Let me tell you a story about a guy I knew that had a big black spot on his nose. It was kind of embarrassing, honestly. I didn't let it bother me. My wife didn't really, if it bothered her, she didn't say it did. And those people that love me really didn't mind it. They were so nice enough, they'd even lie to me and say, I don't even see it there anymore. There's a big old black thing right there. And the longer you're out in the sun, the darker it got. I, like, I had it lasered off one time, but it came back. And I was like, what am I going to do with it? Let me tell you what I do. At least once a week, I pray over my body. Okay, what I do, I pray when I, when I take a shower. So that's at least once a week. So I, so I lay hands on my body. Lay, I lay hands on me, laying on hands. I lay hands on me, my eyes. I lay hands on my eyes, and I speak to my eyes, and I tell them to do what I want them to do. I want to be healed. I want the eyes to see. I don't want those block spaces in my eyes. And I sure don't want that big black spot on my nose because it never fails. Everywhere I went, people bug me about it. You worked at Starbucks, you told me I had mocha on my nose. I said, mocha? Where would I get mocha? I went to a, by a guy that was a mechanic. He'd say, yeah, you got grease on your nose. No matter where I did, got, where I went, everybody related it to their world. Except some of the little sweet ladies here, they say, come here, baby. Let me get that off your nose. I wore this sweater just for that illustration this morning. Get that. So I go to the doctor finally. I said, look, I'm going to get this thing rid of, you know. So the doctor tells me this. What are we going to do? And I said, can't you just, you know, laser it off or something? No. What, we can, what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to do this. And he named about three different things. One of them being he was going to have to cut that off so, and then cut me uh, some skin right here and pull that skin down and attach it and graft it to my nose. That's what the expert say. Those are what the guy who knew and was educated and knew how to fix this, that's what he told me to do, Shaw. No, no, no. I said, well, can't you just rub some cream on it or something? <laughs> no, we got to get that thing. And I mean, I said, where'd you go to school? Oh, he had degree upon degree. He told me this. He said, because I had the appointment, he was going to do that procedure on me the next day. He said, I do 20 of these today. I said, well, you're not tomorrow. You're only going to do 19. <laughs> I laid hands on that. And I cursed it. I actually laid finger on it. I don't know. If, you know I put that finger on there. I'd, I'd, I'd curse it. I'd curse that thing. I command you to be gone. 
I command you to be gone. I speak to you. I speak to that mountain. I speak to that tree. I speak to that black thing on my nose. And I know it ain't a big deal. Because I'm going to serve God whether if I all oh, my whole nose turns purple. But I know that my faith has to be exercised and developed or I will be a weakling in the area of life. So one day, I go get the expert. I say, I ain't going to do the expert. I'm going to keep trusting God. One day, I'm golfing, and the golf cart guy comes up to me and said, Hey, I've, been, I've had skin cancer right here, and I got this cream stuff. And, and if you take that cream stuff, you, maybe you've tried it. It might work for you. I put it on here, you know, and, and I'm done with it. And so I said, Sure. Well, if you look today, what I spoke and what I prayed and what I endured and what I believed, it's gone. You can say whatever you want. I don't care how it's gone. I don't care if somebody came up to me and rubbed some poop on my nose. I'm serious. Whatever it took. I said, thank you, Yahweh. And I get up every morning now and I said, take my picture somebody. Focus in right there. I tell you what, when I first got it real bad, I started, I tried to use Photoshop or whatever it's called. Man, I had my hand there. There'd be one big blurred spot right here, you know, where I tried to dot that baby out. What are you talking about, Johnny? I'm talking about walking by faith. Let me tell you what I've learned in my life. To get my well done, to develop the godly character and the God-likeness and the godliness and having God's kind of faith. It, took, it takes two things. It takes love and it takes tribulation. I said it takes love and it takes tribulation. Let me tell you what I learned about Yahweh. He tears and then he heals. He tears, then he heals. Somebody said, man, that's horrible. You go to the gym every day and guess what you're doing? You're tearing and you're healing. You're tearing and you're healing. So quit whining to me about the process you labor at work you get paid you labor you get work i'm so tired of people whining to me about how hard it is to do god when they do and live way harder and strive and carry a way heavier burden by doing it and having human faith instead of the god kind we're going to have tribulation anybody that don't know anybody yet listen to this if you have your bibles this morning Turn to Romans 12, 12. The fact is, we're going to have tribulation. And Yahweh has given, look at me, look at me, look at me. He's given you the tools and the power to overcome and endure what you're going through. Isn't that awesome? I'm going to not only give you a car, Johnny, I'm going to give you some gas money. Listen to how what the Bible says. Rejoicing in hope. Patient in tribulation. Continuing in Instant in prayer. 2 Corinthians 1, 4. Who comforteth, comforteth us all in all our tribulation. We're going to have it. 2 Corinthians 7, 4. I'm filled with comfort. I am exceeding joyful in all our tribulation. Wait, 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 wait. These people are doing something different than these people. They're comforting and having joy in tribulation. Hadn't heard any of that lately. Romans 5, 3. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation worketh patience. They glory in it. They look forward to it. They say, bring it on. Instead of, 
Where's God? It's so hard. He's failed me. Does this sound like you, my friend? Before you answer that, won't you ask the people who live with you every day? Because we hear you. We know what you sound like. My wife knows what I sound like. I might even not realize what I sound like. All my belly aching, complaining and stuff. But they hear us. We're listening. And we hear you. And so does God, O ye of little faith. Listen to what James said in chapter 1, starting with verse 2. <laughs> it's so confusing. And these people lived in a time where their tribulation wasn't, you know, <laughs> oh my God, I, I don't know if I'm going to get you know, five-star hotel or just a three-star? You know, what am I going to do? Am I going to, I don't know, man, I just don't know what to get here. Am I going to get the porterhouse or the filet? Oh, my God. The shrimp or the lobster is just so, life is so heavy on me. These people didn't have excess money in the bank. They didn't have money they could depend on that came in every month. They didn't have, I mean, they had nothing. He said, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers' temptations. Now, what does that mean? Divers' temptation has nothing to do with scuba diving. Divers' temptation means all kinds of adversity. Count it joy when you have fallen into all kinds of adversity, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, and patience has a perfect work, that you may perfect, be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Patient. Look. Just suppose God don't jump at your every cry like your mama did when you was a baby in the crib. God don't jump at every little whim that you have or every little, <laughs> go pick him up. I was told this, they let me cry so my lungs would develop good. I mean, get back in that bed. I'm like, mama, I'm 14. <laughs> now watch this. It's interesting to me right in the middle of all this. Here he is talking about count it joy when you have adversity, when you fall into adversity, not enter temptation. There's a difference, right? If you enter it, you know, you, you suffer persecution because you're a thief, a busybody, or a gossip, or because of sin. <laughs> you deserve it. But when you fall in this adversity, that's what he says in the middle of it. If you lack wisdom, ask God. I lack wisdom. Now, where did that? It's almost like he just changed total subjects. But in context, the word, the word wisdom means this. If you lack the ability or the knowledge or the power to overcome and be victorious in your adversity, let him ask of God. And he'll give you all that you need, all the power you need, everything you need, the emotions you need, the thoughts you need, whatever. And he'll give it to you liberally, and he won't rebuke you about it, and it will be given to you. But you've got to ask for that the same way you're asking for everything, in faith. Now watch this. Look at me. Y'all want you to get this today. When I hear people tell me, I'm serving God, I ain't getting nothing. You just told on yourself. Because you can't waver. God's good to me. God ain't good to me. Where's God? God's here. He ain't there. He fails me. I did this. Blah, blah. That, he says, you can't waver. For he that wavers like a wave of the sea driven by, with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Let me tell you what I think. I think that we've given God credit for doing things that he hasn't done. But you have done it, and I have done it in our own power, our own ability, because we live in America. There's an economy. There's credit cards. There's ways to shuffle things. There's ways to, to get things done in our own ability. And we've not yet learned how to walk in what true 
faith is. More blessed are those who have not seen than those who have seen. That's always become such a spiritual verse of me as a kid. But I'm looking at it. Look, more blessed are those that have seen. Seen what? Seen what? It means you're more blessed if you can see things that can't be seen than those that can see things that can be seen. What did I title this? Let me, let me go back for it. What did I title it? Faith, living beyond the facts. You remember the song they used to sing years ago? Everybody knows it. I was, I was banned from singing this song in Bible college in 1976. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved it. You know, you've heard that song. Well, I did it to the tune of House of the Rising Sun, and guess what? They forbid it. They banned it. <clears throat> I once was blind, but now I see. What are you saying? I once was blind, my carnal mind. All I could see is that which I could see with my senses, with my eyes, hearing my ears, touching my face. I could, only that, I could only do that and see that. The Bible says it's blind, but now I see. What is that? You're able to see those things that are unseen in the natural realm. Do you know what faith is? Faith is a fruit of the Spirit. But well, let me tell you what else faith is. Faith is also a manifestation of the Spirit in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And I see people, how's the King James Bible put it? Weenie out. I see people start off hot and heavy. And what they've begun by the Spirit of things, they try to complete it in the flesh and they're wore out. They don't have any joy of salvation yet because basically they're, they're working out their own salvation within their own abilities. I'm not going to read all 1 Corinthians 12. But there were two things in there I wanted to talk about. It said that manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. The word profit is eneko. It means this, to bring forth, carry, come, be driven, to endure, to go on, to lay, to lead, to move, to reach, to rush, to uphold. All of these things, the word of wisdom. What is wisdom? You just defined it. The word of knowledge, faith. Gifts of healing, the working of miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, divers tongues, the interpretation of tongues, nine manifestations of one Holy Spirit. Now, we're, there's two kinds of faith, really. There's the kind of faith that believes a true gospel that's in the Bible. There's one faith, the doctrine. And if you don't believe those things... No matter how good you live, how nice you are, how, what, how good your personality is, if you don't believe those certain things, the Bible says you're accursed if you speak it. And it said if somebody comes to you without that doctrine, don't even give them, bid them God's speed. It's a matter of believing what God says instead of substituting what God says. Today what I want to do is a couple of things. But first I want to strengthen our conviction in the reality of a living God. Hebrews 11, 6 says, because without a faith, a true God type of faith, who believes in God who they cannot see, it's impossible to please him. Because he that cometh unto him must first believe that he is, and that he becomes a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You see, it's so easy to rely on the evidence of logic and facts to prove that God exists. Don't you agree? Even though there's some people, you, they don't believe there's a God. I, I always tell people, look, look through a Hubble telescope 
and you'll be able to see that there's a God. And it's easy for me to debunk the theory of evolution in view of the evidence of just the creation and the marvelous purpose in everything related that's related to that purpose. I mean, I can look at a human body and say, man, you know, that didn't just happen from a blast unless God was in control of the blast. Our eyes, man, the existence of thoughts that we have and, and planning in forming things that we, ability we have. And, and we can look at all of these things and come to a conclusion that there is a God and that He exists somewhere out there and He's out there. And you know what? Most people believe that there is some kind of God out there. Psalm 14.1, you know, it's the fool that argues to the contrary it's a fool that says there is no God. David says, a fool has said in his heart there is no God. But what's interesting to me in that scripture, he ain't talking to atheists. He's not talking to the, the, uh, his enemies who, who served other gods. He's talking to the superficial Jewish Israelites whose lack of conviction makes him non-existence when it comes down to really believing really what's in a person's heart and I believe that's what David was talking about look a fool says in his heart there's no God not that people don't look up and think there's not a God but a fool says in his heart you know when the tribe when the tribulation comes a fool will say in his heart there ain't really a God so what am I going to do I'm going to have faith but not the God kind because I can't have the God kind because I'm too weak and frail because I have not developed the muscle and the power of faith. Some people think faith is, is just quitting some sin. I know people quit sin all the time. I, I know a guy quit smoking. He's seen thing world for him. He's done it over a hundred times. He's this guy. I mean, these people have strong personalities and strong willpower. And let me tell you what I did. Okay, man, that's great. But have you developed faith, the God kind of faith? Because these people, I'm going to tell you, Yahweh's not really real to them they talk it they can talk platitudes of religion they can talk about uh, doctrines things they can quote things they can believe they can even believe some of the things that I teach but when it comes down to it, their actions and their beliefs and their patience and their their peace and their joy they act in accordance of their own logic their own reasoning and they have no power even though they may struggle to give some kind of demonstration of true God faith that he's given to us so we can be overcomers in every circumstance. There are many people like that in Israel, all through the Bible. Seems like it's inherent in humans. And it led Yahweh to say this to Moses in Numbers 14, 21. Truly I live, and all the earth shall be filled with the glory of Yahweh. Let me tell you what, let me give you the Johnny version of that. Oh, I'm real all right. Oh, I'm real all right. And what I have set to do, it's going to happen. And I've invited you to do it, but I'll do it with you or without you. It's up to you to develop what God requires. It's very important to strengthen our faith in the reality of the living Yahweh, the uncreated one, that we somehow might manifest a conviction in what Yahshua now is demanding us in our daily life. Because some of us don't even address it. Most people don't even meditate on one scripture during the week. 
because they're so busy in their carnal mind and they're so busy negotiating and plotting to make sure they can juggle everything in life. Lots of luck, buddy, because I'm going to tell you what's going to happen to you. You will fail. It's too heavy for any man or woman. The fact of just believing in God's existence in a logical manner is impotent as far as the ability to know Him, to please Him, and to live a life of faith. That we have an opportunity to live, y'all. Y'all, we have an opportunity to live beyond what the facts are or what it looks like or what people are saying. We don't have to be afraid of, okay, somebody's going to come in president, they're going to do this. We don't have to worry about that. We can live above the natural realm. And I know people who stress out about that. But it's the greatest thing. The problem is, Romans 1.17 says, The just shall live by faith. What does that mean? What does that mean? We can know the gospel. We can know the gospel by facts and by logic. I mean, to me, it's there's nothing more more absolute to me, and I can prove it and have proved it through his, history, logic, reasoning, facts. That the Bible is what it is, and it says what it says is true. But we're not here just to press our way, just being a people who are going to defend just defend doctrine the rest of our lives. Because as you do that, you'll never have and exercise the giftings. Or I should say the manifestation that God has put inside of us that we are developing to release so we can become strong and live above the basic elements of this carnal, fallen, dead, undertaken, <laughs> funeral, useless existence. 2 Corinthians, 4, uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 7. Listen to this. What do, you th what do we think this means? For we walk by faith, not by sight. Think about it. How simple is that? What does that really mean? We walk by faith, not by sight. What it means is this. We're going to live our life no matter what it seems to be through our sight. No matter what we see or what they say or what they hear, we're not going to walk by our, our faith being in, in those things. We can have a higher belief system of what God has to say. We have to set aside all these theories of people who say that can't work, it won't work, it's not you can't do it that way, you gotta do it this way. Because all we're doing is copying worldly patterns. You know, I'll tell you what's funny to me. There's a saying in golf on the first tee, we used to call it a mulligan. You know what they call it now? Breakfast ball. A breakfast ball. So I want a snack and a lunch and supper. A breakfast ball. And no matter where I go, everybody says, breakfast ball. You know why they say that? Because one person said it one time. One person. They didn't give, nobody got on TV, okay, now we're not going to call mulligans mulligans anymore. In the dictionary, we're going to call them breakfast balls. One person. In my hometown, Columbus, Georgia, I'm going to tell you, all the girls look just alike because they all have the same hairdo. They wear the same clothes. They go to the same store. They have the same purses. Uh, what, what, what was the first expensive purse, honey? The, really expensive, the first one that was really expensive. You know, you bought like 12 of them or whatever. I mean, no, what's it called? You know, you know it, was in, it was in San Francisco. What was that one called? I bought you that person in San Francisco. And you gave it away. You don't know what it is. You don't even know anymore. Agner's a good. That was probably a good one. Yeah, Agner. You know, I say, Agner, what's that mean? It means you're paying too much. They all got them. They all got them. It's like. 
And what we'll do, if we don't walk by faith, all we're going to do is regurgitate and imitate what somebody, because we're, all we can see is the pattern that they set before us, and it's got death on it. Don't you want to be able to see in a realm that's way beyond and be confident about it and say, man, I, I, I know, I know. It's just like the movie, that baseball movie. You got to sell this farm, you got to sell this farm. But once he saw, don't you sell this farm? That's how our walk with God should be. Put these theories aside. We got to acknowledge the only way to know him is by faith. And that revelation that we get that's given to you, you receive it three ways. Listen to me. By the word, by the, by the word of God, by the spirit of God, and by the man of God. I think you got the word of God. I think you got the man of God. I think we need to make sure we got the spirit of God. The Bible is a storehouse of divine truth. Man, we've, we've looked and we've studied and, and we, you know, and it can absolutely help us. And it, it shows us the pattern and what to believe and to fit us for the future. You know, I thought about uh, one of my precious former pastors that happened to be Reggie's daddy. And, when I was, and this right here reminded me of your dad. It's supernatural in origin. It's eternal in duration. It's infinite in scope. It's divine in authorship. It's regenerative in power, infallible in authority, personal in application, and impressing on every page and witnessing through every prophecy the reality of God. And I think, man, we've done a pretty good job of doing that in this house. Most people feel the comfort that they believe there's a God. I believe in God. I believe there's a higher power. He is the foundation of everything. Some people have abused it, the fact that, hey, you know what? And he loves everybody, so everything's going to be okay. No matter what you do, it's all going to be reconciled into the end. There's a lot of people who can't even say they've gotten there. And most certainly, I don't think we're at the place where we believe in him and trust him when we can't see any logical solution or answer. The fact is, subtle and carnal ideas, self-dependency, self-preservation have been in our minds for so long that we still think the way we thought before, but we just have some different knowledge about God. And these carnal ideas, just like all ideas and thoughts, will eventually take and produce their effects once we take them in and once we nourish them. And the true knowledge concerning God, though, is it's uh, aloof. It's not easily apprehended. And many of us have fail, failed to continue to press in on our journey because of many, many things. To know God is, I wish it was, would be able to you know, see it more easily. I wish I could see God. <laughs> Don't you think it would be great? That you close your eyes or you lift your eyes up and open your eyes and there's God there. Hey! Hey, God! That'd be cool if I could see him. The Bible says no man's seen him. I could smell him, hear him, feel him. Man, if we could see God and, and have the truth concerning him, that would be as easy as just the sun coming up and setting every day. But you ain't got to do nothing. Pop, there it is every day. Pop, there it is. It's gone down every day. I mean, real early nowadays. I want to tell you, that day will come soon. It can come in, in parts even in this life. It's a matter of promise that the Bible says, then 
We're going to know even as we're known and, and that the heaven will be open to us. But we need that spiritual growth. And that spiritual growth requires that light of day now. What are we going to do? The heavens are closed. I don't know. Have you ever felt that? Heaven's shut. There's darkness everywhere. What are we, what are we going to do? We, you, that is the condition of our fallen state. That is the condition of this world. There's darkness. They're blind. They don't know what they're, they, they're doing. They can't even count a votes. I heard they were using the new math to do it. I don't know. What do you do, Johnny? Ah, we can walk by faith. That's not, and it's not easy. But it's easier than not walking by faith because pretty soon what you're going to do, you're going to start feeling so, having self-pity and feel sorry for yourself because life's just too heavy. Guys, life is too heavy. Or we'll just start pushing people away and we'll start, we'll start not having the ability to, to, to socialize because we, you know, it's like we're, we're dealing with stuff. Our relationship at home, we, you know, it becomes laborious. It's not easy, but it's possible. And it can become easy if our faith is strong. Now, I know I'm having to get past some, our own old definition of faith or what we have never got rid of of what faith is. What if, the, what if our faith's weak? Well, I'm going to tell you something about weak faith. I can tell you this firsthand experience, not only in my own life, but people I deal with all the time. It's a miserable place to live. Having weak faith is pathetic. It is an unhappy state that we live in. And I don't know who got the most, most votes in that state, but it's unhappy. People who try to serve God and who try to understand His ways from their, just their logical, reasonable mindsets are the most miserable people I have ever met in my life. And my biggest concern is, I'm afraid that's the state of most people, most so-called Christians. i got to tell you this this morning. We are responsible for our faith. Individually, house number two, and here. Faith is not something that you're just born with or something you just have, you know. I mean, you're not just born with faith like you're born a person that's going to be tall or, or you know, how, what the color of your hair. Faith is a result that depends upon the conditions that are under our control. I'm going to say it again. Faith is the result that depends upon the conditions that are under our control. It's just like health or education. It's the same pretty much due uh, to things done or things left undone. What you do, I mean, I think I wasn't here Wednesday night, but last Wednesday night, it's like Reggie was saying, look, it's a matter of just doing it. But we've been too lazy to do it because we can get by without it right now. But the day will come where you won't get by with it. There'll be something in your life that's going to be great if it's nothing else but your own demise. I got good news this morning. You and I have it in our power to change our state. See, we can turn over a good leaf and say, I'm going to have positive thinking. I'm, going to, I'm not going to think that way anymore. I'm, I'm t I ain't talking about that. That's temporary. That, that, I'm talking about tapping into the power of the living God that we say we serve. Don't get too excited about it, y'all. Maybe we'll get a party here. Sometimes we don't want, it don't matter. We're happy with our miserable lives. We're happy just, just surviving. Well, I ain't. The size and strength of our brain and how smart we are and how much common sense we have will not determine our capacity for faith. Do you hear what I just said? Faith is something that goes beyond 
human understanding and reasoning. And it makes people nervous when I say this because it's all built on one thing. Yeah, if I can't, if I can't touch it or see it or explain it, if I can't prove to you, look, I know for a fact I can tell them the logical, reasonable, factual truth, and they still can't hear it. Isn't that interesting? Faith that I'm talking about gives us the power of realizing and the power of believing and the power of trusting things unseen, and it doesn't even need a reason to believe it. Okay, well, I'll tell you what the doctor said. The doctor said, it's cool. oh, we got, we can, we, we're going to believe God. You know, I've I got to tell you something that irks me. All these modern Christendom prophets, these big shot preachers all over America prophesying Trump to be president. Well, they still might be right. But, heck, they had a 50-50 chance. <laughs> True. It's like, oh, wow, man, oh. How the poll's going? Yeah, I say unto thee, what's the poll's going? Well, no, yeah, I say unto thee that Trump shall be president. And this is what I heard one guy say, already defending himself. Well, the body of Christ didn't rise up together, and, and Satan came in. And I said, look, y'all, if you, if you hear from God, if you say you hear from God in my book, in my world, and you don't even know his name yet, you're a liar. You're just throwing the dice for 50-50. See, I'm not talking about that. Everybody has a reason. They reason out. Okay, I'll tell you how this is going to work. I can do this, and if I do that, I'm going to carry the three right here. I'm going to do that. I'm, I'm talking about something that is beyond even reasoning because of God and what he said. See, some of y'all are living on, in, in a petty life, even financially. Man, I can't wait. I get $500 a week. I get $500 a week. Man, I'm going to be, man, I can't wait. I'm, I'm going to be rich. God wants to do something way beyond that. But he can't, you've, you have limited the Holy One of Israel. And sometimes what God does is you don't even have to have an increase in money, but you'll get an increase in everything else. It's miraculous. Trust me, I can testify to you about it every day. It's like, I'm talking about having no reason. or I don't need a rationality or logic or logical thought or scientific thinking or thought or cognition or the mind or intellect or emotions or feelings or intelligence. Your brain has not the ability to perceive and see and hear and know things that I'm talking about and that God requires of us. It can only give us the power to see things that are seen. And some people's brains don't even give them the power to, to see things that are just the truth, right or wrong. What is, listen to this. John 20, 29 Yahshua said unto him, here's one of those verses that as a child, it became bigger and became this thing that I didn't really understand. I didn't really, you know, as I got older, I understood it. Yahshua said unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are those that have not seen and yet believed. What? What, what does blessed mean? Supremely blessed by extension, fortunate, well off. So wait a minute. More blessed are those that have not seen and yet believed. Why? Because those people can see beyond the temporal, death-filled lie of what they think is reality. There is a reality that trumps the reality of earth. And knowing that, we learn through tribulation, we get patient. That way, when something happens, oh my God, oh my God. I've got to tell you something. Something happened to me last week, and I got a text from somebody. And I read it. It took the air out of me, man. It's like somebody punched me in the gut. <laughs> my day changed. I felt sad. I 
felt heavy. I was not happy. I was snappy. And so I prayed. I said, Yahweh, oh, deliver me from this heavy persecution. Oh, I can put it on him. Guess what Yahweh don't do? Yeah, shut up. You can't trick him with that. He he don't buy that. Y'all understand that, don't you? Neither does your wife. But (laughs) shut up. And this is what you always tell me. You see it wrong. You're seeing it wrong. You're seeing it wrong. How long? How how old are you? How long you been doing this? One 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 thing. (laughs) I have Corona. And I know you always said this to me. He didn't say it with where you could hear it or I could hear it because that ain't how he talks. He talks in a realm that no, you can't hear. You can hear what it can't be heard. You heard what I just said? You can see what can't be seen. So he said, well, that's crazy. That's out of your mind. Exactly. That's what I've been trying to do all my life. Go read that text again. All right. Whoop, the cloud went away. I'm happy. And I decided how stupid I was. Again, here I am. Here I am. And it was all positive because my perception was inaccurate. Instead of looking at those things that truly are, because it says, it's those things that be not that truly are. You heard what you said? Be not what? The present circumstances. Mark 11, he said, Yahshua said this, have faith in God. Or don't watch this. What does that mean? Have faith in God. I remember we used to teach it, you know, like Hagen said it, you know, have the God kind of faith. Okay, what, what is that? Well, we know that God has the kind of faith that when there's nothing, he knows there is something because he sees something by faith and he speaks that something that, ain't, that isn't in existence, but that nobody can see until he speaks it and it, it takes form. That's the way that God does it, y'all. You're not going to have anything that you don't speak into existence, and you ain't going to speak nothing that you don't see unless you see it through the eyes of faith. We're just wandering around here just bumping into stuff, you know, boom, 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 boom. And, you know, maybe everyone else will come to church, and we'll kind of bump each other further down the path a little bit. You need to take control of your life. You need to speak to that mountain. But we got to have faith. You know what? This is interesting to me. In all the Bible that I read, Yahshua never moved that mountain. Did he have the faith to do it? I don't know. I want to say he had faith, the faith to do it, anything. I don't know. I know this. He had faith to raise a dead person. He had the faith to raise a You know what he said? Y'all get out of the room. Now listen close to me. Y'all get out of the room. Tabitha was dead. She's dead. D-E-A-D, dead. He goes in there. He had to get the doubt and unbelief out of there before he could even have the faith. Y'all listen to me a minute. You've got to get the doubt and unbelief out of your head and out of your heart. And you got to, because you've got to start operating in this and developing that faith muscle. And my God, don't start with a, with a mountain. I'll tell you what, I'll command that mountain to move right now. No, why don't you start with a tithe? Is that money again? Yeah. It's the easiest way to develop faith. And remember, it has to be first before the government takes it. It has to be a tenth and give offerings. That's where it starts. I tell people all the time, if you don't have the faith to tithe, you ain't got the faith to believe anything else. Because everybody thinks, see, the, the people I know, they think it's just a money thing. Oh, I get it. I know what it's for. It's to pay the light bill. No, really, actually, it's not. The tithe isn't for the light bill. The offerings are. The tithe is for me. That's what the Bible says. It's mine. That's why I told somebody, accused me of something one time. I said, you can call me a thief in my own house. How can that happen? The tithe belongs to me. Offerings should pay the light bill and the how you know all the all the other things we ain't got that right yet either But maybe one day we will don't speak to that mountain You got to get that unbelief in that those people who are doubters and most of the number one people you got to get out of doubt is 
yourself. You start, you start young. But look, okay, I'm, a, I'm on tithe. What, what do I do next? Develop it. Grow it. Trust it. Do it. Believe it. Believe and see what can't be seen. If you don't see what you're believing for, you'll never get it. And if you don't speak it, then it'll never come to pass. Well, I've tried it before. I know you did. I tried all this a hundred times. But it was something that I saw, I believed. And bottom line, like, if I didn't get it, then that's fine. You've got to start somewhere. You can't finish this in the flesh. Your senses can decide upon logical evidence stuff. God exists. Let me tell you what, that ain't the kind of faith that is the God kind of faith. You can base your doctrine on what the Bible says on those kind of things because it's proven to itself. And your faith can be developed by the way that your five senses perform or act because the Bible says faith comes by hearing. But faith will not come from your five senses because your brain is ignorant, it's carnal, it's fallen, it does not have the ability to do things that are beyond what it can only come in contact with in this realm. But faith can result from that information and that obedience to the Word of God. All right. I want to talk a little bit about human faith. Because intelligent people, humans have faith in all sorts of things and persons, but they always have a reason why they trust or have faith in somebody. They can tell you why they have faith in somebody. See, I tell some people this sometimes. They say, hey, you're believing that. Why do you believe that? I just because I believe God. I'm believing God. Well, but can, is there any, what's the doctor say? Well, I know what the doctor says, but I'm trying to believe him beyond that. I see something beyond that. I'm speaking something beyond that. Their human faith is none the less powerful because it rests on reason. Just like a farmer has human faith because he knows when it's winter time, guess what? He's not saying, oh my God, three, four more months of this. That's in relation to our political situation four more years of this what are we going to do no we know the cycles return we know that that god that springtime's coming we know we know and the same way with that farmer they have faith of harvest and they're going to they'll even give away stuff that they know contains seed because they know and trust in the seed they have it's kind of faith but it's based on logic or reasons the five senses and they we have strong faith but listen to this. After we do the calculations, okay, okay, I got this much here. I got that much there. I can't, I can't afford to do that. That ain't faith. That's human faith. It's common sense, maybe. But common sense won't get you those things that, you, that are unavailable to you. Common sense will not put you in a position to where when tribulation and adversity comes that you just sit back and have patience and joy and count it all joy. Y'all hear me? Hello? Paul said, faith comes by hearing. And where you have strong faith, guess what happens? The law of cause and effect will cause you to act and obey. You know, you know what the victory that overcomes the world is? John said, our faith. Not our faith that God exists, but in our faith that we have developed to be able to withdraw things out of a realm that can't even be seen. And when you know you have that secret account somewhere then you're not worried when this earthly account seems to go bad. When you know that you don't have to be bound by the laws that's in this life, and I know there's some that we have to, but the miraculous faith will bring 
things out and beyond and even trump those laws. We're born in darkness. We're born in doubt. We are blind and not able to see in the realm in which Yahweh lives. Go with me this morning. Don't you want to see in the realm where Yahweh lives? Wouldn't it be nice if God was really real and he really did things that we wanted him to do for us and we could trust him and not be afraid when something happened because we, we look beyond this mirage into the land of truth and reality. Wouldn't that, what kind of life would that be for us? You would think that God, who is everywhere present, should be able to be seen and heard. It would make things a lot easier for us, like I said earlier, if we could really see that. Why can't I see you? Why don't you talk to me? And I can see him, and he does talk to me. But it's through and by faith. I know people don't like faith, man. They're not comfortable with it because it goes beyond what they think they can control. It goes beyond what they think they have the intelligence to understand. And the fact is, I know people who, who uh, get a little bit of what I teach, maybe whatever, and then they think, that, oh, I got it now. There's a, there's a young man I know, you know, uh, recently, and, and you know, he, I, 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 okay, I got it now, I got it now. He, has no, he, he thinks he does because his, his, little, his little intelligence has come, filled up to a place that where his brain is overfilled with knowledge, and guess what? But he still, he still doesn't understand the whole thing. God, should make things easier. This is what I found out. God's smarter than me. Anybody here believe God's smarter than them? Come on. No, you don't. No, you don't. No. If you believe God's smarter than you, you wouldn't be living like you're living now. There's times I say, God, I know you're smarter than me, but hey, hey, hey let me, I don't know about this one. I don't know if I, I, don't know if I can do that or not, because if I do that, you know what's going to happen here, God. Let me tell you something that you better get in your head. You better humbly take things the way they really are, and that is God's way. You've got to take things the way they really are. The fact is, you're just a human, and you probably won't mature past or be exposed to anything beyond your own little captive world. That little bitty thing right there, you know, I'm, I'm a big fish. Let me tell you what happens to a big fish in a little pond. Eats all the little fish. What was my book I was writing Irwin that time? Remember it? A big shot, <laughs> big, little, big shot, little gun. That's what it's going to call it. <laughs> big shot, little gun. We think, we, oh, hallelujah. I, I tell you, there's nothing more humbling to me is to just, just realize that I'm just an, a created being and that you and I were born into a silent vacuum called sin and called death with no ability to communicate as far as living intelligence is concerned. We don't have the capacity in this fallen state to, have com to converse with true intelligent life. What? Are there other people on other planets? Probably, but because we're in that vacuum of sin and death, we, we, can't we can't have conversation with them. And I'm really talking about God. Faith is the, be, the ability to know and to see the realm of the Spirit that you cannot see with your carnal mind. Faith is the only way at this time to really know, to really see, to really hear, and to really trust Yahweh and, and His Word. You can say you do, and you can do it, but most of the time, I promise you, when it comes time to step off the cliff, most people won't because it won't be logical. It'll be crazy. I've had God tell me to do stuff, and I'll tell you, 
If I stopped and calculated, it had been the dumbest thing I ever did. But the more you grow in your faith, the more confidence you have, just like you do in anything else. That's what it means by I once was blind, now I see. That's just not about the illumination of your minds to the gospel that I'm preaching and to the written word. It's, that's the beginning of it because not everybody has eyes to see or ears to hear. Can you say amen to that? And you say, well, it says right here. But now we got to make sure we, we don't neglect moving on so we can see. We can see that. Hallelujah. What else do you want me to see, Yahweh? Cole, come and taste and see. Wait till you see the things. For eye has not seen, ear has not heard. Neither has it entered to the, the, the heart of man, the things that I have for him. Because these things, it says, are spiritually discerned. I believe I'm quoting Ephesians. I can see now. The Bible says the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn. It gets brighter and brighter and brighter. Oh, oh, oh. And pretty soon, faith becomes your way of life. Not calculating and, and managing. i got to do run right here do this. No. God shows you. Yahweh holds the universe in himself. I think I'm going to go ahead and say, you know, I think the way that Yahweh says, hey, I want to do this, I think I'm going to go ahead and decide that his way is probably right. Will you, do, will you decide that with me today? That when I decide, you know, Yahweh, you, you probably know the right way. I'm going to decide today that your way is right. No matter how short-sighted my feelings may suggest or what I think I know may suggest to the contrary, I today, of course, agree to the fact that Yahweh knows how to do it and what he's doing, and I want to learn how to do it that way. I don't want to get into all the details, but Yahweh spoke to me years ago as a young man and talked about, wake up my people. Well, I, want to, I hope I'm waking them up from the dead one day. Hallelujah. I hope. And so I had my own belief, you know, back then. I told you I wrote a song, wake up, wake up, Christian. La, 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 la. It was I called it Christian alarm clock. It could have been number one. Waking, wake up my people. So I was getting, you know, I was getting the books and all, man. We didn't have the internet back then. I had to go buy these big, thick books. Like George Whitfield, The Great Awakener, man. You couldn't, you know, I'm talking about little bitty writing, thick books that big. I mean, some of y'all romance novel people, that wasn't a big deal, but to me it was big. Wake him up. Wake up my people. This morning, I hope. That there is a refreshing, a refreshing and an awakening in us. And that having faith is the only way that's going to dispel the darkness that we've been born into. It's the only method of bringing the world out of darkness into light. Faith and obedience to his word, even it makes no sense to our reasoning and logic. And I know that goes in the faith of people. I, I'll, I'll tell you, I was raised in stuff where people believe things and, and it, was they, well, it wasn't based on truth or anything like that. But, you know, they were really kind of superstitious people and maybe ignorant, but maybe not as ignorant as I thought they were. Maybe they were smarter than me because I saw a lot of miraculous things happen as a child that I don't see anymore. I see people saying, claiming stuff, but no, I've, I've seen people raised from the dead. Wasn't this year. Yahweh has declared his purpose to bring about a complete change. He said there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. And I want to tell you, these manifestations of the Spirit, what would it be like to have word of knowledge in a business deal? What if you're in a business deal and Yahweh, through faith in the manifestation of the Spirit, 1 Corinthians 12, Nine spiritual gifts that some people call them. And that thing, the Spirit of God manifested through you by your faith because all things work with my 
by faith. And so as we have faith, all of a sudden you, you know something that nobody else knows because you're living in that realm. Now, that's just a way to, to uh, maybe make it selfish to us and a, a self-advantage. But it's kind of the thing I'm talking about, where we know things that we can't know. How can you know things? How, how can you know something that's not knowable? It's by faith. Remember he said, as I truly live, all the world shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. So obviously God's method of taking the transition from not seeing to seeing is the right one, even if you can't see it. So what he's doing is he's moving us out of darkness into what? Light. Which means what? What is not seeable, he, we walk into, it gets brighter and brighter, so now we begin to see things. What things? Things that are there and are more real than this, it's just that we can't see them. And just because we can't see them don't mean they don't exist. And we develop the ability to see and walk and know by faith. True faith, trust that the ways of God are right, even though they may often necessarily appear to make no sense to our mind. And some of us need to start doing some things that don't make sense to our mind, but they please God. And get that muscle going. Okay, I'm in darkness. So guess what your carnal mind's going to do? It's going to figure out a way to try to bring you out of darkness in another way. Oh no, I can do it this way. With all the power at his command, he could have or should have taken the world into light without the terrible chapter of darkness. That was, his, that was his plan with Adam. Listen, it wasn't that Adam didn't use all of his brain. His problem was that, uh, that his brain no longer had the ability to be filled with the Spirit and walk in faith. I'm talking about Adam. What about the darkness? I found this out. Men who live in darkness who can't see always have some other way they're going to try to lead us out of. They just won't simply believe and obey God's way. You know what they say? I, listen to this. I ain't stupid. <laughs> yes, you are. What do they say to me? I ain't no sucker. I hear it. I'm like, you poor thing. You poor, ignorant, pathetic soul. Here's the opportunity for you walking to see the things from Almighty God and to live a life on this world that's full of adversity, different than you're living it. Walking in the power of the Spirit, God providing for you, and you being able to actually relax and enjoy it, knowing that He will work out all things in your life. Ain't tricking me. I remember a couple of guys told me the story that first time they came here was like First Fruit Sunday. They were buddies, and they were just visitors. They walked outside, stood by the trucks, and I talked about First Fruit offering first Sunday. Oh, we got a First Fruit offering for him. Yeah, we got First Fruit in Rochester, and the First Fruit. Ain't that story you told me, Chester? But guess what? Chester's faith grew. And now we soar. We're out of darkness. See, people call it faith, but it's not. It's based on reason. It's a mind that is not illuminated. Basically, they believe they're smarter than God. Nah, no, I, I'll do it this way. I, no, I know it says that. I know it says that. But, you know, I want to do this, but I'm going to do it my way. Well, how's that working out for you, bro? My sister, how's that working? His ways are just above our ways. And there are more elements in the man's problem than we're able to realize what we have in this darkness. We don't realize all the problems that are because of that, that, sin, that vacuum of sin and death that we're sucked into because of sin and unbelief. 
if we could just begin to see outside of that. Our own happiness depends on this. Uh, and God's happiness in us depends on faith. Let me close here. All right, this is the problem that God's working out. There's this intelligence that we've created, this belief systems that we created, how we do, thing, do things. And they worked out pretty good for us. You know, we're honest. We pay our bills. We, we don't uh, cheat people. We, you know, we kind of keep the Ten Commandments. So we have a, a semblance of, of the rain that's poured on the just and the unjust. So you do this and you kind of get this result. And it's kind of worked for us. But it can't deliver us from the pressure of worry and the weight of darkness and sin and the fear of the unknown why should we be un no have it unknown the withdrawal of god being removed from seeing which what you desire and to see this operation of the faith that develops let me i'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm closing with this right here joel i want you to Come to the piano for me. There is an operation of God going on of a people who are in development of faith. Who, what they do pleases God. And when there is a sufficient number of these people then Yahweh is going to be done. And there's going to be a new heaven and new earth in a way that we see it. What you're trying to do now is start developing the kind of thing that, and way you'll be living in your glorified body. You're going to be walking by faith then. Not, and that's why you won't be worried about hunger, because we know that we have and will operate by faith then, by what we see and what we speak that's how Yahshua did it. That's how we do it. I got to tell you this this morning. Yahweh told me this. I have a quota. I have a quota. These conditions of believing and trusting and obeying without seeing with no reason, which we detest because we're like, well, okay, well, I can't understand it. How can I believe it when I was there? I mean, I know, I know, I know. But they're the very conditions of the process which divine wisdom is carrying on for his glory and to the salvation of the world. And it's a beautiful process. You may not like it. I may not like it. Have to believe things and see things that are not. And as though they were, even though they don't exist. I want to tell you, that's just a process of God's divine way. So you better get used to it. And you better develop it. Little by little. Here a little, there a little. Line upon line. Precept upon precept. The mind... That reasons away obeying Yahweh. Listen close. I know this for a fact from all these years I've been doing this. The mind that refuses to obey Yahweh is a tormented mind. It's tormented. That person is actually saying in their heart, guess what? There is no God. And if you believe there's one, you don't believe he is who he says he is and that he's able to do what he says he's going to do. Otherwise, why wouldn't you just do it? If I've got, if you know that I'm, I'm a millionaire, billionaire, what do you want to say? And I say, hey, coach, 
I need you to run down there and I need you to give Irwin $100,000. Why wouldn't you do it? The only reason is because you wouldn't believe, probably. Because you, maybe you, didn't, you didn't like Irwin, maybe. But maybe it's because you didn't believe I had the ability to pay you back. And I think that's where we're living. We can obey God. Well, if you don't pay us back. Well, that shows we don't have faith. It shows we have fear. Faith is obeying Yahweh's command without hesitating or asking why. As I preached for years, I've said quickly and quietly. Because you know he's able to take care of whatever he says. I was taught my life. My parents tell me to do something. I say, why? They say, because I said so. And I used to didn't think that was adequate. But when I got kids, I found out it was perfect. Just because I said so. I, don't, I can't stop here and explain to you all of the stuff that's wrong with it. Just do it. And it's the same way with God. Just do it. Yeah, but why, God? Because, look, you're too young. I can't stop here and tell you and explain to you all the things of the reasons because you're not capable of comprehending those reasons. Just because I said so. That's good preaching right there. That's what Yahweh told me. He said, look, Johnny. I'm the potter. You're the clay. I remember when he told me this. <laughs> you know, I, I told you to do that and give that. Yes, sir. And you didn't. Yes, sir. I remember when I told him, what about all my stuff? He said, you don't have no stuff, son. That's my stuff. Ooh, I learned a lesson on that one. And I have found out, and I'm learning, and I'm not perfect yet. I'm still growing in it. Sometimes I fail. Sometimes I get discouraged. Sometimes, but I want to tell you what. I always come back to one thing. If I'm going to do anything, it's going to have to be by faith. And I'm going to have to see it and speak it before it's going to come to pass. And if I ain't going to do that, don't, don't expect it. I, you're going to might as well go ahead and do it your own way and try to get it done. But I can tell you, it won't be out without the peace and the joy and the rest. His, his, his yoke is easy and his burden most certainly is light. I can tell you this, trusting Yahweh is the cure for all your fears this morning. And lack of real faith is the root, is the root, is the root of all of your problems. Don't you bow your heads this morning. We're going to do something this morning.